Support for this episode is brought to you by Mrs. Myers. A delightfully clean home can make for a delightful start to the day. At Mrs. Myers, everything we make is inspired by the garden. With plant-derived ingredients, our cleaning products work like the Dickens, leaving your home sparkly clean and your to-do list tackled in no time. So bring a little bit of the outside inside your four walls and bask in the wonder of a garden from the comfort of home. Mrs. Myers, rooted in goodness. Shop now at MrsMyers.com. Curling fans, you've come to the one place with everything you need involving USA Curling and more. It's the Extra Extra In podcast with the 12th In Sports Network and hosts Price Atkinson and Joe Calabrese. Get ready for everything you need to know. News, interviews, points of view, and club spotlights. Anything involving USA Curling can be found here. It's the Extra Extra In podcast with the 12th In Sports Network. Now, here are Price and Joe. Here we go, episode 8 of the Extra Extra Podcast with the 12th In Sports Network. Price Atkinson, Joe Calabrese, the godfather himself. Hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving last week. We enjoyed a little bit of time off. I don't know how much uh, time off you had, Joe, but... uh, you know, from work and family in our house over here in South Carolina, we had a, um, uh, a great week, to say the least. And, you know, it was abnormally cold. College football, the Clemson-South Carolina rivalry came and went. But here we stand on the backside of Thanksgiving. I can't believe Christmas is now a couple weeks away. How you doing, friend? Doing pretty good, Price. I mean, it's always great to hang with friends and family over the holidays. And, you know, Thanksgiving is sort of the, the kickoff event to that. And uh, yep. I, I'm really looking forward to this month. It's uh, fr- uh, from curling myself to uh, watching what's going on. Uh, we had a lot of news this week, and we're going to get all all up in it, uh, aren't we? Yeah, we got a lot to get to. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm, I'm extremely thankful, uh, and this is post-Thanksgiving, but I'm extremely thankful that I still have the index finger on my right hand, my main f- of all ten fingers, the most important one, because... I almost lost it on Friday. The uh, oh. my middle fi- my index finger on my right hand uh, went up against the tension bar in our garage, and and it lost. Um, oh boy! I had a a a bracket and a nut come flying off as soon as I got the last one off. I am damn lucky it didn't hit me in the eye, but it hit my finger, and boy, did it do a number on my index finger. I had my my sister's boyfriend, who is a dermatologist, he put a hole in my nail on Monday and drained the blood that was under the nail. I'm praying I don't lose a nail. I sound like, you know, I I sound like a wussy, but... (laughs) Boy, it is black and blue. I'm still not typing with that index finger. I'm I'm having to learn how to do a mouse and type basically, you know, with my with that middle finger on my right hand. It sucks, but you know what? It could have been worse, but nonetheless, it is well, okay. I'm happy to hear you're okay, man. That's uh yeah, what's rough. It wasn't fun. It was not fun on Black Friday. It put a damper on uh on the weekend. But that's okay because we got a lot to get to and we had a lot that happened over the weekend, especially, you know, the uh the mixed doubles, twin ports, uh the twin ports mixed doubles, I should say. And uh, you know, up in Duluth and congratulations, Vicky Persinger, Christopher Plies, they uh, get a eight four win over Tabitha Peterson and Joe Polo. Polo back in action. And, you know, Tab and Joe obviously going to represent Team USA at the uh, Curling World Cup in Omaha next week. We're going to touch on that a little bit later. But, you know, uh, one of the last big mixed doubles events, you know, really before uh, the Nationals in Seattle starting late February. And it was a big win for, for Vicky and Christopher. 
Yeah, you know, it's it, taking a look at sort of who's qualified so far for nationals. And it's really, you know, the who's who of yeah. USA high performance curling for the most part. Um, but it's been interesting that nobody's really dominating this. They're they're just, you know, we've got Monica and Alex uh, Leichter, uh who uh, won Madison. And we've got yep. uh, Sarah Anderson and Corey Dropkin, who are the 2018 champions, and the Hamiltons, who are the Olympic team. Um, you know, they're all qualified with, with Vicky and Chris. Um, but then you got, uh, you know, Jamie Sinclair, Sean Baton, Tabitha Peterson, Joe Polo, Corey Christensen with Schuster, and uh, Nina Roth with uh, Corey Nurnberger. Um, you know, they're all qualified on their order of merit points. Um, but remember back when we talked about Team Good Guy, and uh, they're they're the director of coaching uh, pick so far. Uh-huh. So they're in. And uh, so we've got a few more spots left, three more spots. Uh, but uh Team M Good and Team uh, sorry M Good and Matt Guy they're they're in so uh, I'm I'm excited about that yeah it's uh, this is really going to be uh, the competition on the team side is fantastic but I tell you with what's kind of transpiring on the mixed double side the interest in in the I mean the interest is there in mixed doubles it's continuing to grow in the more exposure it gets especially you know with curling night in America ongoing you've got the curling world cup that's going to have TV coverage on NBC starting next week from Omaha I mean the mixed doubles right now where you look at you said it. There is not a dominant team. You thought it might be the Hamiltons, and if you're going to go and put a favorite on it, you'd probably say it's Matt and Becca. But, look, Corey and Sarah are all in on this thing. I mean, Monica and Alex had a great win in Madison. I mean, Vicky and Chris, I mean, Vicky is Vicky is a very strong mixed doubles player. And, you know, not to take anything away from some of the others that qualified, you know, Corey Christensen and John Schuster, they were in the uh, – Take me back. I'm trying to go back to uh, to four seasons last December. I've, I've seen so much curling since then. But you know, Corey and John, I believe, were in the finals there at the uh, the tri- mixed doubles trials against you know Matt and Becca. So yep, absolutely. I mean, and Croy and Nina, they they are a good uh, they are a good team right there. So I mean, and Tabitha and Joe, I mean, got, well, they're the representative at team for Team USA in, in at the curling World Cup. So. Uh, this mixed doubles thing is really, really wild, wide open and very intriguing. It's going to be an exciting time over at the Granite Curling Club. Uh, they are starting in very late February for, for the mixed doubles. I, I really can't wait to see how that transpires. But as you mentioned, three more teams will qualify, qualify from the challenge round. I'm curious to see if Team Sinclair can go four for four, if Taylor Anderson and Derek McLean uh, can get in, because if uh, they do, then, then Jamie's entire team would qualify. Wow, that'd be something else, wouldn't it? Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Um, so that that event, I'm sorry, really, that, oh, yeah. that event's happening next month in Grand Forks at Mixed Doubles Challenge Round. Yep. Uh, let's see. Let's get to the uh, some other news. Well, I don't want to say news. It wasn't really so much news, but you know the the latest order of merit standings came out. Uh, you know, I was talking to Terry Davis the other day, just briefly, and you know, Derek Brown dropped a lot in her lap uh, this week, so we had a lot of kind of a lot of information. I guess maybe it's not so much news, but a lot of information coming out. In the order of merit standings, uh, interesting to look at the teams as where we stand basically almost at the very end of November. And you look at the teams on the men's and women's side. I think there's a – to me, there's several interesting things that are there. Uh, we know the high-performance teams are going to be the top three, and, and rightfully they are. Um, but start. Uh, let's just start on the women's side down there. I You know, a team that – TSN right here is a, a sponsor of – uh, you know, Stephanie Seneker and crew, they are sitting fourth right now. 
uh, at uh, 91 year-to-date points, and they are fourth in the order of merit uh, for uh, you know in terms of qualifications for nationals. They are in a very good spot. They played a lot of events so far. They are in a good spot, and then uh, you know Duberstein at uh, in the five spot. They have uh, they've gone out and challenged themselves because they were in the tier two at the tour challenge. I, a lot of things to you know, Kim Rhyme down there at nine, Susanna View at eight. I, to me, and there's some new names that are kind of on the back end of this thing, which I think is very exciting, Joe. Yeah, you know, I would talk quickly about uh, Team Seneca. You know, they're about as far away from three as as Duberstein uh, is to catching them at from yeah. five to four. So. Uh, I'm not saying they're locked into that spot, but it certainly seems like they're going to probably wind up fourth in the order of merit. Um, that's going to put them in a really good spot when it comes to nationals. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I'm excited about that. I'm, t- I'm uh, from a sponsor perspective, that looks great for us. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we're taking a look at these teams at the end. We, we see we saw some of these teams last year at nationals, Ryan. Yep. Um, and. <laughs> Uh, you know, certainly one of the names on this list on the women's side that's interesting is Pottinger. Yeah. And I don't know if she's going to be playing nationals or not. The deadline was a couple of days ago. I'm sure the list will come out pretty soon. But she's sitting at sixth right now, um, which is a pretty solid spot. And, and if she decides she wants to play, who knows? You know, who knows what, what that team would look like? All right, Joe, on the men's side, uh, you know, you look on, on the men and Andrew Stopera, who's going to be our interview, our guest interview here coming up very shortly here on the podcast, uh, the skip of Team Stopera, you know, they're sitting behind Schuster, Finner, Ruinen. Uh, but after that, you know, with Stopera at four in the order of merit on the men's side, you go down Dunham, Berkeley, Burr, Senate. Uh, and then Falco, Imes, you know, a couple of names that jump off the page there in, in, in Senate at eight. But Steve Berklet, our good friend, wild man himself out of a Granite Curling Club in Seattle, he's gone on tour. They uh, they qualified for the playoffs at the St. Paul Cash Field, and, and they've done pretty well. And I really am intrigued by what Steve, the wild man himself, has put together is they're making a run at this thing. And Nick Conley, who skipped his team, that junior team last year, you remember Fargo at Nationals, he's throwing lead on, on uh, Steve Berklet team that's an intriguing team to watch I'm not saying they're going to go out and win nationals it's not I mean it's not impossible but it's just interesting to see you know especially a team that has just been put together and decide to commit to it uh where they're at right now yeah it's interesting you look at Steve Berkeley's sort of uh, curling biography on usacurl.org and um you can see that he's you know he's been to the show he's been to the national championships a couple times yep uh, that was probably about 15 years ago though so um it, it, it's it's interesting to see, you know, when you have that kind of pedigree from a way back, what kind of experience you can bring to the game. And, you know, I wonder, I don't know, I don't know much about Steve's game, but I wonder if, you know, the five rock rule just maybe suits more people or different people yeah. than uh, others. And I, I wonder if that's sort of his game is sort of keeping rocks in play and, and, and uh, playing offense. And if it is that that might work really well for this, this rule book. One team name I was a little bit surprised we didn't see was Brundage there. Uh, I thought we might see them, and there's a lot. I mean, look, this is just early. You know, there's some other teams, and there's a lot more events coming up, you know, um, especially Curl Masabi this weekend and Evelith. We're going to get to that here in just a, a few minutes uh, or in the in our final segment because there's a lot to talk about there with that. But, you know, there, there's still plenty of time, and there's still movement left. But, I mean, the season has begun. I thought Brundage and those guys, that would be a team that we would see. You know, in fairness, Evan Workin had, uh, you know, um, they had their national championship there, the mixed nationals. Um, 
You know, so they're kind of playing a little bit of catch up, so to speak, after Tyler George played with them, I believe, in Sarnia, you know, a couple weeks back in what was that late October, early November. But we will see uh, how everything else plays out. But, you know, before we get to, we got our guest interview with Andrew Stopera, the skip of Team Stopera. And then we've got Steve Taylor in the segment, You Can't Refuse. The Godfather himself catches up with Steve Taylor with the Xarban Curling Club right there in Omaha as Omaha going to play host next week to the Curling World Cup of Leg 2 before it goes to, uh, I believe we go to Sweden Leg 3 and back to Asia in the spring for the fourth leg. But pretty awesome uh, that the second leg will be hosted by the Omaha Sports Commission in Ralston Arena next week there in Omaha. So, uh, Steve Taylor, you know that Xarban Curling Club is going to be front and center, a lot of volunteers and everybody playing a big role in that event. So we will bring you that interview coming up. But just a couple quick things out the door, Joe, before we get to Andrew Stopera. How about Schuster and those guys at the at the Minnesota Vikings game? Wasn't that pretty awesome last Sunday night? The Packers, uh, the Vikings. I know Matt Hamilton wasn't very pleased with how it played out, among other things. Uh, but Probably that was not. that was quite an experience for those guys getting to blow the horn, meeting Al Michaels. Front, I mean they 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 were live. I mean to say they've lived large in the last few months is an understatement. But that was another pretty cool feather in the cap. Yeah, absolutely. And then the next day, they're off to Japan to play an event. So, uh, and go to a, the, the award ceremony. Uh, yep, it, pretty pretty good weekend for them. Yeah, the Association of National Olympic Committees (ANOC) um, they had a big event, a a, a a big congress, so to speak, a big meeting. But uh, this award ceremony that started, I believe, it was in 2014 that the Association of National Olympic Committees started you know, to award, um, you know, to recognize different uh, Olympic delegations and teams and competition. And, and I had heard, I talked to those guys, and I, I knew they were going to Japan. I knew that there was a, um, you know, a big award they were getting. John Lansunner had, had me keep up, had a keep a pretty tight lid on it with their social media and stuff. So I kept my mouth shut, but you know, it was a quick trip over and back because those guys went over and they are back already, uh, as they are getting ready to play at Kroll Masabi. We're going to talk about that again here in a little bit, but, you know, just huge congratulations to them. And, you know, I, I as I tweeted the other night, I, you know, I was kind of like a proud papa uh, to see Schuster and then Hasselberg, another team I work with uh, on the social media end of things, you know, two teams just r- really raking in a major, major award from the international community, especially not just for them, but really uh, for the sport of curling, for what they did on the ice at the Olympics in Pyeongchang. Yeah, pretty neat to see curling um, sweep that that awards uh, for team play uh, for Olympic uh, athletes. So pretty 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 amazing putting curling on the map again, uh, Schuster and Hasselberg, that's for sure. Yeah, very awesome. So congratulations to both of them. But we'll step away when we come back. we got a lot more to get to. Uh, Andrew Stopera, Steve Taylor from the Exarban Curling Club in the segment You Can't Refuse with the Godfather himself. But coming up, Andrew Stopera is next, and then Joe and I will be back to wrap it up. we got a lot more to talk about, especially – Pearl Masabi coming up in Evelyn this weekend. All right, welcome back in on the Extraction Podcast with the Twelfthman Sports Network, and got our guest interview this week, or my man Andrew Stopera, skip of Team Stopera, and. And Andrew, what a great start for you guys this year. You guys, uh, your final year in juniors, but you guys have been together for a while. You've had a lot of success, and you know you win the St. Paul Caspiel. You go to Ottawa, and arguably maybe the the toughest, most competitive junior 
tournament field, you know, in the world, and you guys get second. What a great start for you guys for the season. Yeah, thanks for having me on. And yeah, we, it, it's been pretty good. We've been able to get out on the ice a lot. Uh, I think we've played six events so far, and you know, played well at St. Paul and put together a good week. I mean, it's the kind of stuff we're building to, trying to play these these tougher teams and. So far, uh, we put some good results together. <laughs> Tom Howell gets a little loud out there on the ice right next to us. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you guys, uh, you know, I thought that, honestly, the result that caught my eye, I mean, Ottawa was fantastic. But, you know, you go to, to St. Paul, and it's a smaller field, less competitive. But you're playing against all a lot of your own uh, Team USA colleagues, guys on the high-performance program, some former high-performance program guys. Now, that was a pretty big win for you guys, especially going up, I think, against Dropkin there in the final and, and knocking those guys off. Yeah, I mean, it, that that's that's the teams we want to play. I mean, we're going to play those kind of teams for next 20 years of our lives. So, you know, to get a chance to get a couple up on them and learn how to beat them and, you know, just play against some of the best talent the country can offer is special and to come out on top for an event and win our first World Curling Tour event, it was pretty cool. Yeah, very cool as we're talking with Andrew Stopera here. And, you know, you're, this is your last year of juniors. You know, Ben and Luke and Graham, I believe, have another year each. But, you know, for this year, I mean, is are you guys going to play some more events like that on tour, you know, against some of the older competition? I mean, yeah, they've got one more year, but you guys have gone to the Worlds. You, you've beaten the best. you played the best. I mean, certainly, you know, at uh, at the junior level, one of the best teams in the world. Are you going to try and maybe take an, another step uh, with you and Coach Lazar and, and maybe play some more of those tour events this season? Yeah, that's, that's definitely what we've been trying to do. We played a bunch of men's events early in the season. We're now here at the, the Tier 2, which is a pretty cool opportunity to get on you know, some of the the better teams in the world. So, yeah, we're we're just trying to test ourselves against the the best competition, and you know, try to prove ourselves. And as we, you know, I graduate to the men's, and my teammates in the next year or two graduate, you know, that we can play at this level, and you know, learn from these teams and put together results. What what ha- what was it like to play at the uh, at the Tour Challenge? You know your first Slam event. I believe it was this was your first. You know what was it like? I know you were playing on the Tier Two side, but you were going up against forget what side you play on. You guys were going up against some teams, especially the pools you guys found yourself in with Muirhead and and Thomas and you know some teams that very well could have found themselves on the other side over there on the Tier One. But that being said, it was just what a fantastic experience in your first slam. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's a great experience. It's a great event they put on. I mean we've never really been a part of something quite like this. So you know to have both events going on in the same building has been pretty cool and. Playing some of these teams, like you said, some teams that almost could be in the tier one just on their own merit is is pretty special. And you know, you really learn what you can and can't do out there, and learn how precise you need to be to beat some of these teams to be the best in the world. So we've really enjoyed uh, being here. Were there any nerves that were different? I mean, you, I mean, you curled at the very you, your entire team at you know at the World Championships and you know gotten on a podium. But is it? Uh, was there some different kind of nerves here at a slam that was just a little bit different than maybe, you know, at the top of the junior rank? Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much nerves, but you can definitely, like, when you're, when you're out there, you can feel like this is, this is different because, you know, this is where, you know, everyone's trying to get to. And even if this is the Tier 2 versus the Tier 1, it's still, you know, pretty serious out there and pretty cool. So we try not to, to think about stuff like that too much, but, you know, you can just, like, the aura around this event is, is, is definitely different. 
Now, I know I've talked to you, you in the past, and your, your team, you guys are all kind of spread out. You know, you're not just uh, – you're in Chicago, a student at, at Northwestern. Uh, you got, uh, you know, Ben, Graham, and um, Luke that are, you know, elsewhere, you know, in school. And the challenge you guys have of, of getting together and being able to practice and, you know, but you guys have played together for so long. How has it gone? Has it gotten a little bit easier, you know, even though the distance you guys are playing and practicing with? Yeah, I think it helps. I mean, we, we we try to play as many events as we can together, as and we've practiced, so we've probably been together like, you know, eight or nine times this year already, and it's only November. But I think like it's 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 funny how well we know each other to a certain extent. Like, just know what people are going to say in certain situations and people's tendencies. Like, so you know, playing with them. This is our third year. I played with Luke for an extra year, so it's definitely helped and have an advantage on some of the newer teams that we can just go out there and play and know what's going on. I do feel like you guys are kind of like a well-oiled machine because you have been together for so long. And, you know, is it uh, – I know you're not thinking about it in terms of your last year in, in juniors, but is there an excitement, especially going to a, a, a slam, to move over to the men's events here pretty soon? Yeah, I mean, it's exciting. I mean, I'd be lying to you if I said it wasn't on my mind considering it's, you know, only a few months away, really, I've left in juniors. So – you know, and try not to focus on that too much right now because you know, juniors is our focus and we're trying to get on top of the podium and we've been pretty close in the past. But, yeah, I mean, whoever I end up playing with and whoever these guys end up playing with in the future, we, this is where you want to be. So, now Give us an update on school because you're an economics major at Northwestern. You know, I know uh, curling full-time. You guys leave, uh, you leave Spiels all the time to go back to the hotel, do some work before you got to come back. How's school going at Northwestern, and, w- and where are things with uh, Andrew Stopera on the scholastic end of things? Uh, it's, it's going all right. Trying to, trying to get as much in as I can. Hoping I can graduate in two years. I don't know if that's really that likely, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a grind, but we take some time off in the winter to, to play in some bigger events, and you can't really pass up on curling right now. You know, it's, it's, you're, never gonna, you're not going to be able to do it when you're older, so something we would deal with. Tell me last year you enjoy that uh, Northwestern Wildcat run to the NCAA tournament. I believe it was last year, right, when uh, Coach Collins took you guys? Uh, I know that was probably fun on campus because didn't that break a streak of some kind that Northwestern hadn't been to the NCAA tournament? Yeah, that was, that was pretty special. It, that's weird that like Northwestern hasn't been this, has never been this perennial sports team and since I've gone there, like the football team's making bowl games and the, the basketball team made the first NCAA tournament ever, so... Yeah, it's just a pretty special experience to be around and to enjoy it with, you know, the students around me has been pretty cool. Yeah, your, your Wildcats ticked me off last year when they beat my Wildcats in the bowl game, Kentucky. But, uh, Andrew, it's just great to have you for a few minutes. Thanks so much. Good luck to uh, Team Stopera the rest of the way. Before we go, let you go, plug uh, plug your team Twitter account, your uh, Instagram and Facebook page so everybody knows how to follow you guys. Yeah, we're uh, at Team Stopera across the board. We have Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, so please follow us there. Absolutely. Give them a follow, and we will be right back here on the Extraction Podcast. I'm going to make them an offer again with you. Welcome once again to the segment you can't refuse. It's Joe Calabrese, the Godfather, bringing you curling club profiles from all across the United States. I've got a great guest for you today. His name is Steve Taylor. He's the ex-president of the Exarbon Curling Club in Nebraska. Welcome to the podcast, Steve. Hi. Uh, so, Steve, tell me a little bit about the history of the club in Nebraska. Well, Xarban's been curling for a long time. Uh, we established in 1958, actually. And we got our start in the barn. 
We're kind of born in a barn like a lot of older clubs were. In our case, it was actually a pig barn that was used in the summers at the state fair for pigs. And then we got to muck it out and make it into curling club every single winter. We had a couple couple of sheets of dedicated ice and pretty competitive juniors and pretty competitive club up until about 2000. And then the uh, city kind of tore down that whole complex, the Xarban complex. It used to be a racetrack. And then we've been on arena ice ever since. So we've bounced around to a couple arenas in town. Uh, we're at Baxter Arena right now. And they've been pretty good to us. Uh, we've also curled at Ralston before. Uh, Ralston is where the World Cup will be. And Baxter were, was where the trials was uh, last year. So so tell me a little bit about kind of the how your club works. I mean, you're at the Baxter Arena. Um, is, it a, is it the main arena? Is it a side arena? How many nights a week do you curl? So we curl on the, they call it the community rink. There's two, there's two sheets at Baxter. There's the main sheet for hockey and the other sheet, which is mostly hockey and us, some skating. One time we actually had to share the ice with a bunch of free skaters. That was fun. Like literally at the same time as curling. (laughs) (laughs) They uh, aren't the greatest at scheduling sometimes and uh, everyone showed up. No one wanted to leave. So we did three sheets for curling and two for skating, which was fun. Wow. (laughs) No barriers. Just me and a few others kind of being bouncers. Nobody broke any stones or killed any skaters, so it worked out pretty well. I will say the figure skaters, when they see a house, they have to do a circle on it. <laughs> They're, like, compelled to go do a circle. It was, it was quite the thing. It must have you been know, pretty, clubs, good, right? pretty good runs in those, in those sheets, huh? <laughs> it was rough. I can only um, imagine. We, uh, we kind of had the ZM do a little bit of a flood, but then just, yeah, broke the crap out of it pebbled and it was like curling on a lake so it's not usually that bad baxter's actually pretty good ice for arena ice that's great um and so like we were in yeah. nebraska at the baxter arena for the olympic trials back in what november last year so just about a year ago and um you know it, it's with such a big time event what did you all learn i mean it was sort of the first as, as far as i know first sort of national type level event for curling uh that had been in nebraska for quite some time what what did the club learn from hosting that well um one of the things we learned is how many people in omaha are interested in curling like we we had no idea the turnout would be as good as it was and we were you know growing pretty well we're one of the bigger clubs in mid-america a couple hundred members just people kind of came out of the woodwork and we asked them like you know everyone we kind of talked to said where did you find out about this have you been curling somewhere else most of it was, no, never curled before, never threw a stone, saw it sometimes on TV, always wanted to come do something with it. And we've got a lot of people coming back this year, this season. I think we probably have more members under two years experience than otherwise. It's pretty well, that, good. Yeah, that's a pretty great benefit of having an event like that in town. Did you get a chance to play on the ice at all? It's sort of, you know, as a, somebody who uh, hosted the event, a lot of times they get out on the ice and get a chance to play a game or two. Did you get a chance to do that? Yeah, um, we actually got to run um, a couple of bond spiels alongside um, on the community sheet at the same time as the main, well, in between the main draws, uh, the big O bond spiels. And the uh, the winners of that one, well, the, the A event finalists got to go play their actual final on the competition ice. Um, and my rink happened to be one of the ones that got to go play out there. So that was pretty great. Was um, that the was that although the... first shot out of the hack I fell? Oh, <laughs> so. boy. Was that the game with the uh, the Persingers? Yeah. Oh my so goodness! We that... were roundly dismissed. 
I watched that game for a while, and man, that little girl, I, I don't forget her name, but oh my goodness, she sweeps like an animal. Yeah. She was t- unbelievable. Yeah. Oh man, that was yeah, a, that was actually a lot of fun. That was a good game. It was it was actually very competitive. <laughs> it was a good game. You're, you're being very humble. Uh, but, you know, one of the things that I – and people who maybe curl on regular ice, you know, like dedicated ice. I, I, regular ice is the wrong way of putting that. But, but dedicated ice may not realize, like, the real differences there are in playing in an arena. And, and, and maybe, it, you know, when you're playing in the community arena, it maybe is not as, as big a deal. But, like, the depth perception, for example, is definitely something that's different. The height of the ceiling, like, it just feels like you're in a cavern playing the game uh, a lot of times. And – I mean, even in, in that A final, there were some spectators. Granted, it was a lot of the Persinger family, but it was, uh, there were a lot of spectators <laughs> there, too, kind of checking you out. Um, what did you kind of learn from that experience? I mean, that was that had to be a little bit different and fun. Yeah, it's, it's kind of fun um, to have spectators for curling. You know, you're not used to people really caring that much to be out there freezing their butts off in the stands for us regular people. But, um, yeah, it's kind of nice. We actually get a fair fair bit of uh, audience for our college spiel every year um we do a big college one in february seats about 200 people or so on the community sheet it's usually full which is great for the kids because then they go to nationals after that humbling for us because nobody comes to see our games but right <laughs> people, people like college here so people care about their their friends and their family i guess and but not so much about uh, the regular yeah. curler uh, you talked a little bit about being a, a pretty large club for mid-america about 200 members um, that must be because you have a, a good junior program uh, things like learn to curls things that kind of build up that membership tell me a little bit about that so we have a, a pretty good core of people running juniors um, back in the 80s and 90s we had a really competitive like nationally competitive juniors program the rosas and jacksons are still around from that and so you know they're teaching their kids and kind of forming the core for the juniors and so the kids have like this legacy to kind of pull from which is great and Ralph Rose is still around and he was you know kind of our coach for our national junior teams back in the the good old days so to speak and so he's been great with the kids and some of those kids can curl better than me I think at this point <laughs> it's like nine and ten year olds it's just nuts so we've got you know about 40 kids I think this year probably based on previous numbers so it's pretty good we've got a mix of about half young kids half older kids and it kind of feeds up into college I'd mentioned for Part of why we get so many people out is uh, University of Nebraska-Lincoln is one of the top teams in the country usually, um, taken second a couple times now. We also have Creighton, who does pretty well, and on and off again, we have UNMC. So we have a pretty good core of college curlers here for you know, the Midwest for having no other clubs around. So it's kind of nice for the kids because they can see sort of a progression of like if they really wanted to take it serious, they could, and otherwise they can just have fun. Yeah, the college curling community is really interesting, isn't it? I mean, a lot of these kids, they didn't participate as juniors. They, they're picking it up the game, you know, in college. And so you get a lot of uh, very beginner-like strategy at first, and then they the ones who really stick with it, um, they get it, and they get better, and uh, they can compete. They're, it's, it's, uh, it's really interesting to see that progression over the course of a few years. Yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting to watch it happen in real time, so to speak, you know, just in my few years that I've been with the club, you know, you see the you know, kind of first year ones on the junior, I don't know what they call it, but basically the, the JV squad the first year. Then by the second year, they're actually kind of having a plan. <laughs> and then after that, they're usually competing at nationals. So, and a lot of them, I don't think ever even touched a stone before they came to college. There's a few of them, you know, that curled in Wisconsin or something before moving here. 
but probably not that many. Good. Yeah. Uh, let's change gears for a second. Uh, the World Curling Federation started a whole new series. Uh, it's called the World Cup of Curling, and the second leg is happening in Omaha in just a few weeks. Um, tell me a little bit about that. It's actually less. Uh, December 5th is when it starts off. It's is that next Wednesday. Yeah, it is, Man. actually. Wow. So I better get on that. Um, <laughs> yeah, it starts Wednesday. Runs through uh, Saturday for sure, and there'll be some finals on Sunday if they need to around Rob. Should be pretty good. Um, Team Schuster's coming back to compete. It's nice to have you know, sort of sorta hometown heroes, kind of. Hopefully, repeating different arena though at uh, Ralston Arena here in town instead of Baxter, but pretty close by. And uh, should be pretty good. Mixed doubles, regular team events. We'll have a whole big uh, social area for people to come hang out in a bar, and we'll have. Some uh, cool curling tables and mon ice stuff for people to come try curling on the they have two sheets too so on the community sheet over there people can do like you know five bucks to come try it kind of thing well that sounds Some great big events for juniors yeah the, the world cup is uh a country versus country type event so what other countries are going to be coming into town um well they're kind of from all over so china of course um the u.s i think switzerland will be in there some teams coming back like uh, the Schusters and some teams that are new. Uh, it's a new mixed doubles team from the U.S. It should be a good mix. It's, it's a lot of games in four days, actually. It's a pretty tight schedule. So you were the president of the uh, the curling club for four years. Tell me something that was maybe the toughest thing about being on the board uh, of a curling club. Because honestly, um, I've say... never, just quickly, because honestly, I've never been asked to be on the board, and I don't think I would accept but I'm I'm listening to you know what it's really like. I want to learn more about that. Well, for our club, um, because we haven't tried to push for dedicated ice yet, that's usually the number one hardest thing for arenas to do. But since we're still kind of growing, the hardest thing is probably getting and wrangling volunteers. I would say so that the board members don't have to do everything themselves. And people are pretty good about it if you ask them the right way. But especially for getting people convinced to help you with learn to curls, even if they're not experts or, Hey, you can learn to pebble in like two seconds. You don't have to be a professional, you know, to help run the breaker or something like that. So just kind of wrangling that, you know, especially with so many new people, it's kind of a constant outreach and education effort from, you know, all the board members pretty much no matter what you're, you're doing. You sort of have to be a professional marketer to some degree uh, of the sport to your own members at times. <laughs> That's that's okay. I can do that. I could do that. I think we'll see if anybody ever asked me and then I'll probably deny it. And anyhow, um, so here's, <laughs> here's, uh, my, I have two more questions for you and then we'll, we'll, uh, we'll be done. Uh, so tell me about any, uh, bond spiels or events that maybe you want to promote and let people know about. Okay. Well, we've got, uh, tons of learn to curls all the time. You know, we curl, uh, on Sundays, we have, uh, four draws. We also curl on Fridays, so we tend to run and learn to curls on those days. We're going to open curling at the World Cup, of course, and then after a little break for Christmas and get back at it. We'll have juniors starts up in January. That's little kids, as young as five or six, on up through kind of high school. Sort of split them out into groups. Start the little kids like halfway down, and they do pretty well. The uh, next spiel after the new year will be in February. We do a big college bond spiel. Colleges from Usually we get about 10 to 12 colleges there. And then after that, we do our big one, the Irish Open, the weekend of St. Pat's in March. So that'll be, I think it's like the 15th this year, that Friday. 
Um, that's an open one, and we have a beginner division and an experience division for all of our spiels. So people that have only curled, you know, kind of one to three years, they can do the beginner. And then if people have a little more experience, they can do experience. So well, that sounds like pretty it... well. And we actually have a bar, half and half most of the time. That sounds like a, a really good concept, um, and I can definitely vouch for uh, the food uh, around that arena is pretty terrific. So you'll have a good time. Uh, it, you know, it's a great it's a great community. It's a really great town. Um, I can't say enough about it. It's terrific. So tell people if they are interested in in getting involved in these events, you know, how can they find out about them? Where do they go? Well, they can go to curlxarbon dot com, and Xarbon is Nebraska backwards. You want to try to spell that, um, or you can follow us on Twitter at Curlixarbon, or on Facebook. Just search like Curling Nebraska. There's only one option. <laughs> well, well, there you go. It's pretty easy. Just if you can spell Nebraska backwards, you can figure it out. And I'll give you a quick hint. It's A K S A R B E N, and that's how you find uh, the curling club out there in Nebraska. Um, so, uh, if you have an interest in being on the segment, you can't refuse. You can just give me an email at joe at tesn.us. I want to thank Steve for joining us today. And make sure you listen to the segment you can't refuse or you're going to be sleeping with the fishes. Joe, great interview there with Steve Taylor with the Exarban Curling Club. Appreciate the Andrew Stopare of the time. I had to catch up with him just a short time ago. We got a lot more to bring you. We got a lot coming up next week. Uh, I'm going to talk uh, with the folks with the Continental Curling or the Continental Cup coming up in Vegas. We'll have an interview with them next week. We got another special uh, uh, segment with the segment you can't refuse. Joe, who do we have on tap again next week? You sent it to me. I don't have it right in front of me. Price, we got uh, Don Pichet. He's from the uh, TC Curling Club in Michigan. Very cool, very cool. So uh, we're going to wrap this thing up here in this last segment because I've got uh, a three. Is it okay? Is it okay to eat three-hour-old McDonald's cheeseburgers and fries? Because I've got two cheeseburgers and a fry downstairs at about. Eh, I guess we're going about three and a half hours. I mean, nuking McDonald's is not a bad thing, right? Well, at first you said three days. And three I was hours. Really concerned, I'm sorry. Three, three hours. hours. I think. I, Three hours should be fine, I would think. I okay. Think I think, you know, those things have so many preservatives in them. You could probably do three days. Don't hurt me like that. Don't hurt me. All right. Uh, so my, that, that dinner is waiting for me as I had my son's basketball practice tonight. Uh, but as we look ahead, Joe, um, curl Masabi this weekend. Yeah. Let's get into this because we've got an interesting lineup, so to speak. I mean, I feel like it's a, in a lot of ways, I feel like this is a, mini USA curling nationals um, with the lineup of teams. Yeah. I mean, you have a few international teams and I say international, I'm, I'm talking more from, you know, the Canadian side of thing. You got William Lyburn that's going to be there. How about our guy Al Hackner, you know, uh, high performance coach uh, last, uh, last year with, uh, you know, USA curling, you know, going to be there, but mostly all us teams at curl Masabi outside of, uh, you know, a team from Manitoba, tied yellow but this is pretty much all u.s teams you got berklid you've got uh dunham uh fenner how about pete how about pete finson and how about pete finson skipping the team with phil drobnik coach drobnik in the headshot of all headshots if anybody's listening and i know you got a lot of people listening to us right now listen or go check out uh phil drobnik's headshot on worldcurl.com and go to the page 
That is the class. That had to be a been a yearbook picture of Coach Drobnik from what when he was sixteen in in high school. Yeah, it kind of looks that way. Um, he he sort of looks like he's a Tiger Woods wannabe in that picture. Not sure what's going on there. He's got this Nike uh, red Nike hat. God, it's classic. You got sobering. You've got uh, Smitty skipping a team with Matt Carlson on that team. Dan Rule. Um, but let's get to the what what really has turned some heads, Joe, because it has turned some heads. And you know, John Benton has got a team, and that team is Team Allen, and they're technically based out of Blaine Four Seasons Curling Club. But that last name, Allen, is Jared Allen, the former defensive end, the Minnesota Vikings, Carolina Panthers, uh, Chicago Bears, uh, Kansas City Chiefs. And he mentioned after what I believe it was back earlier this year that he wanted to give this thing a go. And this isn't just like a go, like, well, we're going to see how this thing goes for a year. He's trying to make a, a, a legit run at 2022. Now, I know that Schuster's going to have something to say about that. A, obviously, is the reigning Team USA and Olympic gold medalist. But Schuster is the team. Who is the team that uh, Team Allen's going to play in the first game in, in Curl Masabi? It's going to be John Schuster and company. But the other thing that caught my eye with this thing, not just Jared Allen, and obviously I had known about – and I want you to talk about this because you talked to John a little bit. I had heard a lot about what was going on with this partnership. But how about this? Former NFL quarterback, former uh, West Virginia great himself, Mark Bulger is going to be – obviously is evidently throwing lead, and Hunter Clawson is going to be the second on this team. What a lineup this is going to be. Yeah, this news all, all kind of broke today, uh, but it's been in the works, I guess, for months and months. Um, I When I heard, I immediately uh, got on Facebook and, and contacted John Benton, and he said, give me a call. I said, oh, well, okay. And so I, I'm giving him a call. He's actually on the road on the way to, uh, you know, Kroll Masabi. And I said, well, what is going on here? He's like, well, this is what I, this is what I could tell you. He goes, uh, back in February, uh, Jared Allen had, had, put that out there that he was interested in making a run at this. And it was sort of um, instigated by uh, a hockey player named Lou Nanny, uh, who had gotten on ESPN radio during the Olympics and had talked about talking with Jared Allen about this. And that's sort of how this originated. Um, Lou apparently knows John Benton pretty well. And, and John had reached out to Lou and said, well, listen, if they're serious, have them get, have them contact me. So a few weeks go by and, uh, a phone number from Nashville uh, lights up John's phone. And he kind of jokes uh, to the people he's with. He said, well, wouldn't this be cool if this was Jared Allen? And and it was. It was Jared Allen. And so he's, he says, I got three guys who are interested in, in giving this a go with me. And, he, and so uh, in April and May, John had flown down there once a week down to Nashville to kind of get them up to speed. Um, and then he's had them up to Blaine eight or nine times since then for one to two day trainings. He's had them uh, work with a specialist on sweeping. Uh, they played a couple of summer spiels uh, uh, in preparation for this, and uh, their their intention is to play the challenge round this year. And so, um, when the list comes out, Team Allen will be there, and it will be four players from four retired players from the NFL: Jared uh, throwing Skip Rocks, uh, Michael Roos, uh, who's an offensive lineman for the Titans. Uh, he's going to be throwing uh, third rocks. Keith Bullock going to be throwing uh, second rocks. He was a linebacker also for the Titans. And then Mark Bolger throwing lead. Uh, John is going to be listed as the alternate and coach, um, but he's going to be mostly doing coaching from yep. what I understand. Um, so this is uh, deadly serious. These guys uh, decided that they wanted to do this. 
They've employed John Benton for four years. So this is not like a once and done thing here. Um, they're taking it very seriously. Um, and, and John is uh, going to be working with them over the next uh, Olympic cycle. Well, I think uh, I think maybe a, uh, a guest interview with Jared Allen might be in the in the cards next week. What do you think, uh, Joe? If we can, uh, get... I already put some feelers out to uh, John to see if he can work, make something happen for us. We'll see. I, I think we can definitely make something happen. If uh, I, I, one thing I do know is there'll be there'll be more sacks and touchdown passes on this one team uh, in uh, in Eveleth this weekend than any other team could even hope to have. But it's certainly good luck to them. And, you know, look, uh, you've got a couple veterans. I mean, Hunter Clausen's been around for a little while. I mean, he's a little bit younger. But John Benton, you know, skipping the team. This is this is just getting Jared Allen and Mark Bulger's feet wet, really, to with the big boys. Their first big opportunity to see what they are made of. I think that everybody is as interested as, ever, as anything to see, you know, exactly what happens. And I saw a tweet from, uh, you know, from Jared Allen a little bit earlier. And he said, oh, hey, we're hitting the road to uh, – on our first curling event to, to see basically what happens. Uh, here we, it says, uh, I'll read it right now. Quote, well, I'm off to my first professional curling tour event and look who our first match is against. Ha, ha, ha. Baptism by fire. Hashtag. And then the Instagram photo is a uh, is a picture of them in, uh, in Schuster. So they're certainly be, em- they're embracing it. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, this should be really good. I mean, these guys were all f- former pro bowlers. So they, they obviously at the top level of the NFL, which is – uh, you know, a tough uh, profession in the first place, but they were at the, they were at the top of the sport in their respective day. Uh, now they're going to try to make this uh, their new sport. And, you know, what a way to kick things off, uh, you know, in your first real competitive event is to go up against John Schuster. I, I'm kind of, how do you, like, if you're Schuster and these guys, like, I, I'm kind of curious what it's going to be like. I mean, you're going to be like, you know, there's the competitive side of you that obviously says, "Okay, we want to beat you down." But then it's obviously kind of like, "All right, we, you know, it's such obviously a gentleman's game." You know, they're going to have fun, going to, you know, probably help them out a little bit, and you know, have a good time with them. But at the same time, you know, you kind of like, "Wow, Jared Allen, you're curling with Jared Allen." That had, this is a little bit of an awkward, interesting situation that we're in. I don't it's know. It's definitely I, a mu- it's a mutual admiration society here. I mean, you know, yeah. Schuster is a Viking fan, and and Jared Allen probably one of the most famous Vikings of most of recent history. Um, you know, it's going to be real interesting. I wish that we had video of this, and uh, but it does, I don't think that we're going to. But um, man, it would be really great to see. I am literally thirty seconds ago. Uh, Phil Drobnik tweets a uh, a picture. Our first team to arrive at Curl Masabi Classic got to welcome at Jared Allen. At Mark Bulger and John Benton, it's going to be a great weekend of curling. Come on up to watch the NFL boys take on at Team Schuster tomorrow at 5.30. Hashtag Battle Royale, hashtag curling, hashtag NFL versus Olympics. Says it all. Yeah, I mean, everybody's embracing it. You would expect that they would uh, as as curlers and uh, ambassadors to the game. Uh, They'll welcome these guys in, but uh, they probably won't won't be afraid to beat them down a little bit too. I'm trying to find right now, I'm going to kayak here in just a second as soon as we get done recording to see what kind of flight I might be able to get to Eveleth that might be under <laughs> like $2,000 <laughs> from between now and tomorrow morning. But no, we'll stay tuned. But, you know, a lot coming up. Uh, obviously, Curl Masabi, we got all the men's teams. I mean, it's just going to be a big weekend there in Eveleth. But, you know, don't forget Curling Night in America is coming up uh, tonight on NBC Sports, 8.30 p.m. Central Time. Team Roth in action. 
action against Italy. This is a game that has not been shown yet, so you want to make sure you tune in to Curling Night in America. Team Roth again, 8.30 p.m. Central Time against Italy. The Curling World Cup next week, Joe, in Omaha. Get your tickets now. Uh, I know the Exarban Curling Club, you, had, you talked to Steve Taylor you know, about things just a little bit ago, but, you know, going to Ralston Arena, this isn't going to be at Baxter. Baxter Arena is uh, the University of Nebraska-Omaha's arena just right outside the Exarban Village. But this is going to be a little bit outside of town at Ralston Arena, a little bit smaller. I think a great call uh, to have it there in a in a smaller venue. You got Tabitha Peterson, Joe Polo on the U.S. mixed double side. Uh, Team Sinclair is going to be competing for Team USA on the women's side, and then Schuster and company are going to be there uh, on the men's side. So you know, a great opportunity there uh, in Omaha, and then certainly uh, going pretty much immediately from Omaha is everybody's going to be making the trip. Not everybody, I should say, but. Uh, team Sinclair will be making the trip, and several of the other international teams are going to be heading to uh, Conception Bay South in Newfoundland. I cannot wait. I've never been to St. John's in uh, Newfoundland. I cannot wait to experience what it's going to be like there. Uh, our last slam before Christmas and before the end of the year, and then you know we got the Continental Cup around the corner. We're going to have an interview next week uh, with the folks from the Continental Cup. But, man, you talked about being excited about what's ahead this month. There is a lot going on and a lot to be excited about if you're a USA Curling fan, Joe. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, all these, all this action leading up to uh, the end of the year, and then the U.S. Open kicks things off in 2019. All right, let's go ahead and get out of here. Uh, Joe, uh, before we do, real quick, uh, my Panthers are in a three-game slide. I feel like they have intentionally taken the gas pipe in the situation we're at, but <laughs> your Buffalo Bills, I believe, what have won two in a row, and as a season ticket holder who you quit on, just about two or three weeks ago, you got three of your last four home games. How many of these last, uh, these three of the last four at home are you going to make? Or are you still on the shelf and saying no thank you? Well, you know what? I would have gone to this last game because uh, they had cut Peterman. So I was I was happy to see a, a new quarterback in there. Um, uh, actually, it's our, our rookie starter um, who got the nod uh, last week, and we got the win. Uh so I, I guess if, if I'm available, I'm going to go. You know, this next game, I'm not available, and there's a reason for that. It's because I'm playing in the GNCC playdowns. That's it. And, I, and, I'm, and I'm hoping to be in the, you know, in the playoff round, and if the, that playoff round is that Sunday. So uh, I'm not calling my shot. I'm just saying I, I gave my tickets away. All right, let me just ask you this. What are the chances that we could have a Calabrese, uh, Team Calabrese on the ice at Nationals in Kalamazoo? Oh, there's not a chance at all. We're not. That's not the. That's not the playdowns we're going for. We're, we're playing. Club oh, you're playing the club. That's right. You said yes. Right. You. This is club playdown. I totally forgot. I've seen way. Too, I've watched way too much curling. I, I, I can't. And by the way, real quick, uh, and not to uh, usurp your thunder. I had a lot of late nights last week with the uh, the European Championships and trying to balance the Euros with uh, with Thanksgiving and stuff with working with the right. Dean and Hasselberg. You talk about burning midnight oil last week. I'm glad we didn't podcast because it would not have been pretty. It would have been about as bad as a couple weeks ago where I had some cold medicine when I was really sick and recorded with Sean Murray and sounded awful, um, as bad as I felt, and after I took some NyQuil and cold medicine. Um, I'm glad I didn't have to do that last week. But nonetheless, uh, you know – that is awesome that you guys are playing. You're going to Canada. You guys are all in, man. I want to see you at Nationals. Well, we'll see what happens. I mean, we're – 
we're the nine seed out of 13 teams. So um, by coming out of retirement, uh, it's not getting a lot of respect, which is okay. But we are going to be on home ice uh, in a couple weeks. So, you know, actually next weekend. So um, we're looking forward to it. Our warm up has been pretty good. And we are going up to Canada again on Saturday uh, to play uh, much improved competition, I think, than our last event. And uh, if we get. All right, Joe's cutting out a little bit there, but that's okay because it's time to go ahead and get out of there. It's getting late, but uh, appreciate everybody listening. Again, don't forget, download uh, you know the Extra Extra and Podcast, uh, the 12th in Sports Network, every single week. We're going to come to you through the rest of the season. Go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts on your smartphone. Uh, if you're an Android user, Google Play, Stitcher, those work. Just search the Extra Extra in. You will get us delivered right to your phone if you hit subscribe. Uh, you know, just appreciate everybody tuning us in. And certainly you can listen tsn.us forward slash podcast. You know, every single episode, if you want to go back, we've had a lot of good interviews so far this year. Uh, everything is still good to go. Go back and check out what we've done because we've got a whole lot more to go. But want to thank everybody who, uh, who, who tunes in every week, who listens every week, uh, the feedback we get. Uh, if you want to give us a rating, we would really appreciate that. Five stars is great. We'll take four. We'll take three. We'll take whatever you want to give us. It helps, it, uh, helps others find the podcast if you just give us a rating there on the uh, iTunes Apple Podcast app. But, Joe, uh, this will do it for this week. Can't wait to do this again next week uh, before I leave for the Army-Navy game next Friday. And then I will be going straight from Philly to uh, to Newfoundland for, God, I don't even know. I just know I come home before, right before Christmas, about a week before Christmas. But I uh, can't wait to do this again with you next week. Uh, uh, hope you feel better, and uh, go Bills. Thanks for being with us on this edition of the Extra Extra In Podcast with Price Atkinson and Joe Calabrese. Follow the 12th In Sports Network crew on Twitter and Facebook to stay up on our weekly contests, giveaways, guests, and for upcoming episodes of the Extra Extra In Podcast. Whether you're moving in together for the first time. This can be your closet. Or you're a new parent to a little fur baby. Viva Paper Towels can help you maintain a clean home. They're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. So they clean like cloth, helping you pick up after your new pet in your new home. For an exceptional cloth-like clean, use Viva Towels. Visit vivatowels.com to learn more and start fresh with a clean feeling of home. Whether you're moving in together for the first time. This can be your closet. Or you're a new parent to a little fur baby. Viva Paper Towels can help you maintain a clean home. They're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. So they clean like cloth, helping you pick up after your new pet in your new home. For an exceptional cloth-like clean, use Viva Towels. Visit vivatowels.com to learn more and start fresh with a clean feeling of home.